0: Hi everyone, in this episode I go to Scott's house and we have brunch and Scott tries a Bloody Mary for the first time and we talk about our favorite comics to give to people to try to get them into comics. I'm recording this intro from the home of Rob Osborne here in Austin, Texas. You can check out Rob's work at robosborne.com, that's R-O-B-O-Z-B-O-R-N-E dot com. Buy all of Rob's stuff because he's a great host. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman the place where comic book artists and top blokes scott gorleski and ryan cody talk about life work comics and booze follow the show on twitter at tig underscore show and online at www.tigshow.com t-i-g-s-h-o-w dot don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show go on yourself big man
0: Phoenix Comic Con. Is this the only time we've ever recorded? Oh, no, at Samtown Brewery.
1: Yeah.
0: This is the first time, not at a venue, we've ever recorded in person. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I suppose. Yes. Okay, and then, uh, so today, let me get through this real quick. I say that every time. It's very professional. Uh,
1: what are you getting through?
0: Oh, uh, just because hey, this is episode forty-two, and uh-huh. today we're going to talk about. Uh, gateway comics that we would recommend to other people. Uh, but before we do that, Scott's going to learn something. You do have a backup beer, right, in case you're not going to finish I it. have, yes. Okay, so my whole idea was... Should I just get it out now? Am I going to eat this? <laughs> I thought we were going to be recording a little earlier, so I thought we would do like a brunch-style show, and so I made a picture of Bloody, Mary, Bloody Mary's, which, I mean, it's a lot of work. I harvested from my garden. I started growing these tomatoes months Shut ago. Shut up. I harvest them and my peppers from the garden, I distilled my own vinegar, uh, a couple hours last night putting it all together, Uh, I went to the source I have for like premium Russian vodka, very underground, and then, you know, uh, I did buy the celery at the store, though I admit I didn't grow any celery this year, but anyway, so we have Bloody Marys, Scott claims to have never had a Bloody Mary, when you're 48 years old, how have you not had a Bloody Mary? (laughs) So this, is pretty, I just, uh, this is pretty standard. I've it's been just, pretty proud of it. It's just uh, celery and broccoli. It's pretty standard. Yeah. And bacon. There's oh, bacon. Oh, so, sorry. No broccoli. Bacon and celery. Yeah. There's, Jesus. Fuck. Yeah, I cooked up the bacon just for you last night. <sighs> <laughs> it's like drinking liquid pepper. I feel
1: like I should be dipping a grilled cheese
0: sandwich in this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. okay. So it looks like I might have a picture of... <laughs> we'll see if Scott can get through that. I'm also going to munch on the leftover bacon. Oh uh, Yeah, so. maybe... i uh, just throw it out in there. Well, I was going to eat the Oh, bacon. yeah, no, eat the bacon. Alright. Fascinating radio. Because I don't want to edit this episode at all. <laughs> oh, God.
1: People... Tr- this, this is a thing that somebody made and said, yeah, Hey,
0: there's a great place. I think other people would like this too. There's a great place in Preston, Matt Saloon. They make good Bloody Marys and they're like a dollar on Sundays. You go to bars for brunches, they have Bloody Mary bars. You can make your own Bloody Marys. I would just never. How have you never come across this? Although, my wife introduced me to them when I was like 33. so if Well, it is a. If you and your wife, if neither one of you drink them, it's not something you'd normally...
1: No. It's an alcoholic drink with tomato juice in it mm-hmm. and Tabasco sauce and shit.
0: Yeah. It's good. Get you set for the day. It's like a, B8. It's like a <laughs> yeah. V8 with vodka.
1: <laughs> just throw it in a thermos and jump in the car and go to work. Yeah. Wake you up. I just... Ah, fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't drink it. I'll drink it. All right. So, all right. So, I'll, I'll do a little. Do you want to pull your beer out? I'll do a little spiel. Or are you can no, try to mess gonna, through it. You're going to get through it? No, I'm not going to get through it. Okay. You
1: go ahead and do your spiel.
0: Okay. So, my whole thing was I, I with this whole gateway comics thing, or comics, you, I don't like that term, but comics you give to people that don't read comics, I didn't choose what most people would choose. I chose based on my criteria, which is someone who's never read a comic, right? So it's mm-hmm. got to be easy to read. It's got to be accessible. So a lot of people on Twitter or Facebook, they were like, oh, you know, the, the classics, Dark Knight Returns or Watchmen. Like, if you've never read a comic, I don't know, and especially if, you don't, if you're not in superheroes, what's Dark Knight Returns? You're not going to appreciate Dark Knight Returns. You're not going to dig it the way you would if you already had a base. So I chose mine based off, like, easy, you know, like, what's easy to get into. Does that make sense? Uh, So everything I chose has a... I I, I put that thought process behind it. I don't know... Not just what's best. I I don't
1: know if... With with the current state of... uh, Comic book movies, I don't know that there's anybody who hasn't heard of superheroes now or who is... uh, (laughs) uh, Uninterested in shit, right? No, I just got a bunch of
0: pepper... um, um, right. But I mean, would you give, what's well, an example? So a lot of people are saying saga. Uh-huh. If someone never read comics and you hand them saga with a talking cat and yeah. all this shit, I don't know if that's going to hook them on comics or if they're just going to think this is weird.
1: Yeah. I, I was going to pick that one.
0: That's what I thought As most one people one would I say. Right. But,
1: um, yeah, it is. I, I think it might be a little too inaccessible right. for somebody who's, a right already sort of walking in that world
0: okay so um i put uh i got two solid options for kids and then i have a third kind of okay or a third or a fourth kinda well kinda.
1: okay well so what i did was kind of try to break it down by categories okay of a kind i didn't do that but i could. jump so through. i i chose one thing for kids um, I wanted something like standard superhero, so somebody that comes out of Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. You can hand them something and say, hey, you might like this too, or, uh, um, something that's, um, aimed at mature readers, so I don't want Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, I don't want Spider-Man. Okay. But, uh, I am interested in comic books as a medium. Okay. Um, uh, I also went with jo- genres, like uh, so. Somebody that likes, you know, crime fiction or horror okay. or science fiction. So I, those were the three genres I came up with, and I actually picked one for each of those. Okay, I can ju- I can jump into that. So if you want to start, I can um, jump in, and then I went with something that's an example of
0: something you can only get out of comics. Okay. Yeah. I don't have none of my examples fit that. So. So, okay, why don't you start That's with, what I broke it down. Why don't you start with Let's start with well, two kids. kids. We yeah. both got kids.
1: Great. Right. All right. You want me to go? Uh-huh. You finish your sludge. Oh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right. So, something kid-friendly, um Uh, it's also, I think, a good example of comics as a medium. Uh, I went with Bone. Jeff Smith Bone. That's my main choice, too. I've got it.
0: The
1: single volume right here.
0: All I actually wrote down, mine's dog-eared. Whatever. I I go through it fairly
1: often. 1,300 pages. Right. Um, so getting it out and flipping through it and sort of, Remembering what it's about, it's a little Harry Potter-ish. Uh-huh. The first, you know, I think it's—I think it's essentially a take on Lord of the Rings. isn't What it? it's supposed to be. Well, I, I was thinking in progression of like tone. Like the first few yeah, issues are kind of gets as you and get goofy, going, yeah. yeah, and it gets a little more, uh, you know, the plot gets a little more complex. Right. There are some uh, more sinister things <laughs> happening as, the, as it goes on shit. Yeah,
0: fuck. fuck. Sorry, Live recording. Yeah. So, yeah, one of the notes I put down for uh, Bone was if I was going to recommend this to a parent to get to their kids, I would actually recommend the colored versions by Steve Hammaker. Um, yeah. Just because, I mean, I don't know any
1: – Well, yeah. I don't know any
0: seven, eight, nine-year-olds who want to look at a black-and-white comic. This is true. Um, but, I mean, that's pretty – I think I think anyone who's going to recommend a comic for, for kids is going to recommend Bone it's epic it's it's great i mean it's good for adults i mean if you're an adult with an open mind and you're not like an adult who's like afraid to read things they think may be kiddish then i would recommend it for anybody um but yeah i have the same one we, have, we both have those really thick ones that i go through mine fairly often and jeff smith is an amazing inker if you just stop and look at, oh yeah look at his brushwork it's uh fantastic I like his grandma Ben, i like his human character i'm um, you know I'm not a big fan of non-human characters, so what really gets me on that is Rose and uh, you know Grandma Ben and all that shit. So it's fantastic. Uh, so here's a here's a one that you've probably never heard of, that most people have never heard of, but it's something that I love, and it's called uh, Rose and Isabel. And then the sequel to that is called Cora. It's by Ted Mathot, and Ted is a Pixar artist, and so these are things he self-published on his own, so they come in really thin. You know, like forty to fifty page small trades, um, but they're perfect if you have a, a a kid who's maybe like you know over the age of like nine and maybe into history or that sort of thing. These these this is about two sisters who fight in the Civil War, and they're like kind of descended from this these women warriors. And so the first couple books are Rose and Isabel, and it's about the two sisters. And, and their fights during the Civil War and their fight to be accepted and all this shit. And then the Cora is the sequel and Cora is a daughter of one of the sisters I can't remember. Uh, and that takes place in the old West. So it, it kind of follows like a good like 25 30 year gap and I think there's two Rose and Isabel books and so far two Cora books, I'm not sure. Uh, and it doesn't like I said, since it doesn't have a publisher, it looks like he hasn't updated in a couple of years, but if you can find them, uh, they're fantastic and it's, they almost look like storyboards. They're not, they're, oh, they are, they're, they almost look like sketched. They're not, it's not such a fine line. It's not such a, I don't know, finished product, but it's, it's beautiful. So that's what I would recommend for older kids who are kind of into like scholarly kids who are into like history and shit like that. Um, and then I have two, so you don't have any more for kids, right? No, I just okay, chose I, one. I was gonna throw out. If your kids are already into comics. Pick pick them up. Uh, Teen Titans Go or the Batman Adventures comic, which I don't know if it's still called Batman Adventures or what it's called, but the you know the the Justice League and Batman and Superman cartoons based off the or comics based off the cartoons are great. And Teen Titans Go, I think, is just an extension of the com- of the cartoon. I mean, if your kid likes that. They like that. So that's kind of it. I mean, my kids don't read comics, so I don't really know what the cool new shit is i'm sure there's lots of cool new shit that people like but the rick and morty and bullshit like that but i don't all my choices are from like 15 years ago because i haven't really read much so um oh, yeah yeah okay so yeah. uh what uh what's your next category or why don't you read your next one all right, uh I so Let's
1: i say. this is my like um traditional superhero pick okay um I went with, and all, did we do, like, collections on everything? Did you do any
0: single issues? I didn't do any single no. issues. I did mostly titles, I guess. But, yeah, no single issues. Um, I'm going to Everything's choose. in a tra- Everything I recommend is in a
1: trade. Okay. I'm going to recommend All-Star Superman.
0: Oh, that's right? a good one.
1: Morrison and Quietly. Yes. Um, yeah, just uh, good superhero Superman stuff. I think they did... Twelve issues. Yeah. Um, I don't have the trade. I do have singles, and uh, yeah. I mean, it's Morrison at his best, and it's quietly at his best.
0: And fuck, it's just, it's just good stuff. It makes you feel good. Yeah, I remember. I don't. I don't think I own it, but I read it at the library. I checked it out the library in two uh, in two volumes, and it reads good as two separate volumes, and it reads good as a twelve. 12- you know, as a, as a maxi series, as a one thing. Oh, it's growing on them. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good choice. There's so many good choices uh, for superheroes, for adults who like the movies and are already open to the idea of superheroes. I went with uh, Marvels or Kingdom Come, uh, mm-hmm. just because that style of art is going to be very appealing to someone who's only seen the movies and never read a comic. It's very yep. realistic. yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've ever read Marvels. I think I flipped through it. Um, Isn't that the one where it's like it's like through the lens of the Daily Bugle or some shit? The photographer, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I they're they're both solid stories. Um, my only thing was Kingdom Come might not be super accessible. Cause you have I was all thinking these, the same people. about have all these bizarre characters and Marvel's their kids and shit. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, they're.
1: I mean, it's all based on comic book history. Right. Um,
0: yeah, so it's maybe, pretty,
1: though. I mean, it's entertaining. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that might be for someone who's art, who's really interested in comics, not someone you're forcing something into their hands. Um, let's see. So I guess the rest of mine are... Uh... <laughs> so... <laughs> so I have... Uh... I have another uh, odd option here, odd uh, thing here. I'm going through my list quick. We might just have to do shots. Um, so for literal, literally, literary, literary-minded
1: adults, same. Try it again.
0: Yeah, literary-minded adults, or like romantics, or someone who's wants something different, and maybe they don't know they want comics. So something you could sneak in that's a comic that they might not really feel like they're reading a comic uh, is uh, Russian Olive to Red Queen by uh, Stuart and Catherine Emenan. It uh, came out a couple of years ago through, oh, shit, Top Shelf maybe. I'm not quite sure the publisher. Uh, it's it's like a love story. It's haunting. It's beautiful. Uh, Stewart's art is really at its most simplistic since probably uh, Next Wave. It's very simplistic. He colors himself. Some of his best work I've ever seen him done or do. It's a uh, really easy to digest. There's parts in it that are prose. Like I think the back half is mostly prose. Um, it's one of my favorite books really of all time and and easily of the last couple of years. Uh, It's just, it's fantastic. It's beautiful. I love it. Uh, It's a love story about a guy who wakes up and his wife, uh, I guess I'm going to ruin it, but his wife's on a trip. So they're separated and it kind of follows both of them as they go through these two different paths. Um, But yeah, it's great. I recommend it. Uh, I don't know how easy it is to get nowadays. You might have to special order it, but it's great. Uh, Yeah. What's your first one on your adult, Um, porn one? I had
1: to put Watchmen on the list somewhere.
0: So I think Watchmen's a hard book to read, even for a. It's hard book for me to read. It's dense. Um, it's work. Good, (laughs) it's good, but it's work. You gotta have, you gotta commit to it. Yeah,
1: I, I think, I don't know. It might be sort of in the vein of Kingdom Come and Marvels. But you don't need any working knowledge or anything, I don't think,
0: to enjoy it. Right, but if you're just coming into comics, wouldn't you think um, – <laughs> wait a minute. Did you not take the picture out of the Best Dad Ever frame? Is that the one that came with? Yeah. the store? Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of frames that don't have pictures in them. <laughs> okay, because I was like, that's not you and that's not your <laughs> daughter. Um. Okay, uh, yo, watch, me so wouldn't you think that if someone's coming to, if someone wants to read comics and they've only seen the movies, then reading a comic full of superheroes they don't recognize would throw them off?
1: You're not going to give it to the person walking
0: out of Spider-Man. Okay, um, you're going to give it to someone who wants to read comics and you're like, this is one of the best comics yeah, ever. Yeah,
1: or maybe the person that shits on comics because they're for kids
0: or, okay, you know, stupid people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've read Watchmen maybe twice, but I don't, I don't know if I remember as much of it as, I mean, it's not that I don't remember it, but I don't, you know, it's not something that easily fills into my, my brain, my gaps of what happened.
1: It doesn't easily fill your gaps.
0: (laughs) No, it has to work to fill my gaps. (laughs) Um, okay. Did you have more thoughts on Watchmen? Are you an Alan Moore fan? Would you recommend other Alan Moore stuff? I think the only other Alan Moore stuff I've read is uh,
1: America's Best Comics stuff. Yeah, that's all good. And only specifically. I think Tom Strong. Well, yeah. you know what? You I didn't read the... I read The Story Gentleman, the first volume.
0: What about the uh, book that Kevin Nolan drew?
1: Jack, was uh, Jack, be Jack? quick? Yeah. No. That's, that was in Tomorrow Stories, right? No, uh, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Tom Strong was good. I really like Tom Strong with Chris Sprouse on the art. it's good.
1: Um, but that's it. I don't know. It seemed... I don't know. That maybe it's like my perception of myself. I don't think I'm a particularly cerebral guy. Yeah. So I I, I think his stuff is kind of, I don't know, intimidating. I can see that. Almost like Neil Gaiman, kind of, but I think, I don't know. Gaiman seems more like a dude, but I think more seems like... A wizard? There you go. Yeah. I was going to say pretentious douchebag. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I could see that. And there's sometimes, kind of like with, with, with TV, when I, when I get home from work and the wife wants to watch something, I'll often say, put on something easy. Like something I don't have to use my brain to figure out, and that's kind of it. Like Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman, to an extent too. You got to put thought into what you're reading. You got to really sit there and digest it, and it takes effort as opposed to just like flipping through a, you know, superhero comic, a single issue of a superhero comic. You can breeze through it, and it's not going to be as trying. It's not going to be as taxing mentally. Sure. Yeah. like V for yeah. Vendetta or something yeah. like that. They're yeah. challenging works. Think, right. For sure. And so you got to be in the mood for that kind of shit.
1: Yeah. And it's not to say that other guys can't reach the same levels, but I, I think there's a difference between work being challenging and work being layered, things you can enjoy, right? Um, at different times, um, yeah. Like when you come back to it, and you say, "Oh, I, you know, missed this sort of analogy, or I missed, uh, right. you know, oh, this is the theme, or." The arc for this character, you know, is mirrored by blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's rewarding as a reader. Um, You know, it's cool to, if you're going to own a piece of work, to uh, sort of see it with uh, fresh eyes every time.
0: Yeah, like go back to it. Yeah, I mean, that that makes
1: it worthwhile as something to own. Right, But that's not what I'm in the mood for all
0: the time. Right. Uh, Okay, so I got – before I give my last two, um, there's some – some people were mentioning some stuff and then I could – you know, I didn't get into it on Twitter. But then I jotted it down and I realized why I wouldn't recommend that stuff even though it's good. So something somebody mentioned was American Vampire, which I think is very easily digestible for anyone, you know – So – but the problem with that is I think sometimes um, Albuquerque's art (laughs) – Albuquerque's art might be a little hard to follow panel to panel if you've never – if you're not a big – if you haven't read a lot of comics, you might get lost in the layout of that. So that was my thought on American Vampire, but then that made me think of Sean Murphy's American Vampire, which made me think of Joe the Barbarian, which I think is a great book for anyone except his page layout and page design – can be hard to grasp if you've never read a comic yeah I could, like if i handed if i handed a the barbarian to my wife sure she would be confused as fuck as to what where to her eyes should go next even though sean designs great pages and if you read comics you know exactly where your eyes should go next but if you don't have that experience ingrained in your head it could be confusing so that's why i didn't recommend any sean murphy stuff just because i think that takes a trained eye or at least more of an effort than uh you know then, then something easier. Yeah, that's another example of challenging art. Um, right. But it's it's a good thing. I mean, it's a no, good, it's, it's a, a good, good thing, thing if you're ready for it. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Right. So I guess when I was think- putting my list together, I was thinking of my wife who doesn't read any comics and won't read a comic.
1: So for nerds.
0: Well, she just doesn't she doesn't understand how to read a comic. Hmm. Um so based off that I, the one comic I did buy her to try to get her into it. So this is a personal story. I bought her the first volume of Criminal because she's into like noir movies and and hardboiled detective fiction and shit like that. Sure. So I got Criminal because it's that kind of story. But also Sean Phillips doesn't. He's very. It's very easy to follow his work. It's not. You know he doesn't go crazy with layouts and designs. It, it's a fairly. Not realistic, but it's realistic in a sense where you're never confused as to what. It's not sty- it's not heavily stylized. Sure. it's But it's not it's not Alex Ross realistic either. But you're never confused as to what, what this is. You know, so I thought it would be right up her alley. I think she read like five pages of it. She's like, I just don't know. You know, she just didn't know what to read next. It wasn't, you know, she has a hard time. She would look at the whole page and she would look at the art and then she'd be like, oh, I got to read it too. And then if she's reading it, she's not looking at the art. I don't think she put much effort into it. To be honest, I think she gave up pretty fucking quickly. Uh, But so that's my experience. Where I did try to get someone into comics because I wanted to get her into my last one. The last one on my list is uh, Preacher. Mm -hmm. I think Preacher is a great. As long as you're not, as long as you're not giving it to someone who's like religious or easily offended, I think Preacher is a perfect gateway drug into comics. It's one of the first books I collected in trades. Yeah, it's on one my of, list. It's one of the first. Uh, it's one of the first comics that I was reading, and I'm like, "Oh, this shit is this is this is like serious art." It's not. Just, it's my. It was one of the first things I, I, I went away from superheroes on. Yeah, because I, yeah. I consider Hellboy a superhero comic. Most people don't. I do, but to me, Preacher was the first thing I really ventured off into something new, and uh, so that that holds a special place. In my mind, so that's kind of my idea was the art in Preacher and the art in Criminal, Sean Phillips and Steve Dillon. It's easy to follow. It's easy for someone to pick that up and read it. You don't, you're not going to be challenged by the artwork. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so uh, Preacher's on your list? Yeah. So when I broke my
1: fourth category down into particular genres, it was my choice for horror. That's Preacher. Preacher's a horror book? Yeah. Sure. I don't see it as a horror book. No, no, no. The Word
0: of God, Cassidy. I mean, The Word of God is terrifying. Uh, I guess you're right. Uh, Tulip. Yeah, that's it. Were you talking about Dick Dickhead? No. Or, or um, star. Uh No. Archface. God damn it. Good, Saint of Killers. Good radio. Yeah. Same name. Killers. Of fucking everywhere the book. Is.
1: Yeah. He's not in that first volume. Though. No.
0: Uh-uh.
1: Um, yeah, so that was my pick for horror. Yeah, I, I think around the same time I, uh, I was probably reading Flash. And uh, probably, I don't know, I was still Spawn at that time. or uh, I might have had a subscription to Daredevil or something. But um, yeah, right around the time that I came out, I was turning into Vertigo shit. So, Hellblazer was the first non-superhero thing right. I had picked up. And that was at the beginning of Warren Ellis' run on Hellblazer, which only... I don't remember how how many issues he actually did. 12? 14? Something like that. Less? But, uh, shit was amazing um and it, it's a total it's a totally different vibe than preacher though preacher's like i don't know i don't want to say camp but it's it's like schlock yeah it's like a, it's a little over the top yeah right it, it's definitely you know has roots and like sort of just
0: like you say horror movies so yeah it, does, it
1: exploitation yeah like
0: the B- horror movies it does like when you said you thought of it as horror, I'm thinking, yeah. like, it never scared me or anything. No, any. just,
1: no, like, all, it touches, like, all the different types of horror. Like, supernatural horror and, like, uh, right. the, you know, evil religious undertones and, like, body horror and...
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, to me, the scariest part about Preacher is his family, his grandmother. Sure, because that shit's real, like, that's, yeah. that shit can be real. That's yeah. why that shit's scary. Right. Yeah, the dude with the dick forehead or the whatever—that's not scary. That's Air just Star. funny, right? Air yeah. Star. That's just funny. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I don't know. It it had a reputation as just like just shock comic, right? Just right. just sort of over the top absurdity for the sake of that.
0: Yeah. Did you watch the show? Have you been watching the show? I watched the first episode. No, so the first season wasn't first season wasn't great, but I watched the whole season. And then the second season, I don't want to use the term soft reboot, but it seemed like they really were just like, let's just fucking get violent and crazy and really? yeah. And it, the, I watched the first two or three episodes of the new season, and then my wife moved back up to Flag with me and canceled cable, so I haven't seen it in about a month. But yeah, the first couple episodes are fun as hell. It's TV like, two. yeah, it's like they finally are just like, they finally settled into their groove of just like violent camp. And yeah, I, yeah,
1: that's, um, I and mean, it's I, a road I, trip, so I whenever, mentioned you, the, whenever
0: you put characters on a road trip, Yeah, it's I fun. described
1: the book as schlock in a good way, but I think what I had seen in the show was the bad side of that. Yeah. Like, the lead actor, I,
0: I can't. Tony Stark's dad?
1: Whatever. Yeah,
0: is that him? Isn't it supposed to be? Yeah, Tony starts that in the forties. Is it really? I think so.
1: I don't know, but he's all Hollywood manicured. He doesn't look like
0: a guy who's living in some shit town. Well, it would be Texas. funny if they got some guy to actually look like Jesse in the book. He'd have like a like like a Jerry curl fro on a white guy. Like if you look in the book, he's got like curly black. Yeah. Like, uh, Soul Glows type air. It's funny.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean... You don't get that reference because you probably don't watch Coming to America a hundred <laughs> times when you were younger. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's a good... Kinda yeah, looks like Neil Gaiman. <laughs> but yeah, Preacher... Preacher's right up there. I think you can give that book to anyone. As long as they have a slightly open mind and a sense of humor, they're going to be hooked. I mean, how can how can you not, like... Yeah, I, I don't know, um, the, the literal word of God when I first, when he, Jesse first started using that, I, I was just, that was the, to me the best thing. Like having the dude pick up all the grains of sand and then go fuck yourself and the guy rips the <laughs> off. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. Yeah,
1: I mean, it. I no, I would argue that it's not for everybody.
0: Um, no, that's what I'm saying. If someone has an open mind and a sense of humor. It, well. And they're not religious.
1: Yeah, it takes a little bit more than that. Yeah, like my, I, I mom,
0: like my mom wouldn't it's enjoy It's kind of a specific speech. audience, right? Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, this is what you give to the person walking out of Deadpool.
0: Or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Except even that, it's probably not. It's not fucking goofy enough for Deadpool. Like I just saw that picture. Yeah, it's of,
1: pretty fucking goofy.
0: I just saw the picture of uh, Josh Brold and his Cable. Yeah. I'm like, it looks great, but then he has a teddy bear on his. Did you see that? Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? My cable I've never seen cable like be goofy like Deadpool.
1: It it has some context, right?
0: It's, I assume so. It's, I don't I don't I haven't, it's
1: in the plot and there's some
0: I haven't read this shit. Maybe a, he kidnapped Deadpool's bunny. He's probably
1: got one of those uh a pair of fake testicles that Rednecks put on their trucks hanging off of the back of his belt.
0: Probably. Yeah. Which is a shame. I mean, what's I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll even see the movie. But he looks good, except for that f- except for that fucking bunny. I didn't see the first one until it was on DVD. What? Yeah. I can't stand Deadpool. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. I well, I'm I'm like one of the one of the only guys who I want my Deadpool to be New Mutants number ninety eight Deadpool. Where just every now and then a quip and just be a murderer. I don't need a comedy book that breaks the fourth wall and is all goofball and shit.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I, I guess I get it. It's that juxtaposition of yeah. the ultra-violence and the
0: slapstick mm-hmm. humor. Uh, Although when I when I saw Deadpool, I thought it was funny.
1: It's just not my bad,
0: though. Yeah, I mean, it was a funny movie, but I'm not going to go back to it and watch it multiple times. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything Deadpool else? Deadpool didn't make my list. No, it didn't make my list either. Uh, I'm done with my list. Do you have anything yeah. else on your list? Um, well, sure. I'll give you my sci-fi pick. Yeah, that's uh, like great. I said, it was gonna be Saga.
1: Yeah, but I think, you know, the TV-headed people and right, through like giant turtles
0: and shit, it's, like, it's might be too. You might they might have to be too open-minded it's, for it. It's that's like hardcore sci-fi. Right, you have um, to be able to turn a page and see a flying turtle or something, and not be like, not let that take you out of the story. Yeah,
1: and I mean, it's totally engaging, um, within the context of the book itself, all that stuff is, right. you know, it it doesn't seem, you know, extraordinary. Yeah. Um, but I went with another Vaughn book, and I went with Ex Machina, for my sci-fi. Oh,
0: I've never read, I'm terrible, I've only read the first volume of Saga, and I don't think I've ever read Ex Machina.
1: Um. And I I mean, I think especially now with as um, occupied preoccupied with politics as people are right now. huh. They have a, sort of like a superhero sci fi mayor of a major city. Is that be what the that protagonist? Bell? Yeah. Oh okay. Um he, he's an ex superhero that uses his I don't want to say fame, but notoriety to Kevin run mayor. for office and you know okay um, enact real change.
0: Um, sounds like a boring book. But a
1: lot of it is flashback, too. Oh, okay. It's, now it sounds bad. Yeah, so he's got these superpowers. He's kind of like uh, the drummer from okay. Planetary, yeah. so he can talk to machines. Oh, okay. Um, and control them. Anything with a moving part, he can. Okay.
0: Oh, see, I thought he was a robot. No. Yeah, I should probably read some of these yeah. things. Um, maybe that's another show, like I get books yeah, you've never read. I mean, but it's excellent. And,
1: you know, you got Tony Harris who's doing right. this sort of like photorealism thing. Right. So it's kind of Alex Rossish, Yeah. Ross Ra- Rossish. Rossish. Yeah, not Rossish. Rossish. Yeah. Uh, in a way. And yeah, and I I think it's um, Yeah, it, it might even double as sort of like um Like the uh, drama, if if you're going to break it down into more genres, you know it's a drama,
0: political thriller. So there's not like 22 pages of him just in like a budget meeting? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) Talking to like the calculator? Right. Like this sucks. That would be funny, (laughs) like 22 pages of him talking to like the calculator and the computer running the tabulations, just being like, this sucks. Yeah, Yeah. and I
1: mean, when you think of the concept of the superhero turned politician, It might sound boring as fuck, and I think that's another, um, one of, I guess, the biggest accomplishments of the series. That it's not boring as fuck? Uh,
0: Another, uh, another Brian K. Vaughn book that was mentioned to me that I love is uh, Pride of Baghdad, Mm. and that would be an easy, that would be a good book maybe for a younger person who's into, like, talking animals and shit, but that's... That's a good book. If I remember correctly, it's based on a true story. Not that the, mm-hmm. not that the lions actually spoke, as far as I know. But that's that. oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three talking lions broke out of a prison in Baghdad, and that's um, extraordinary. They murdered them at the end, probably. Yeah, because they can't have talking lions going right. around right. tell all their secrets. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and then that's got great artwork. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name Nico hindrin or Hind Hin, Hin, Hindren Chin or something. Yeah, like Yeah, something that. like that. Yeah. Uh, that's a great book, and, and I think that's pretty accessible to almost anybody. It's all that kind of painterly artist or painterly painterly artwork, I think, is good for someone coming in. Like, if someone comes in and they're trying to read a, an, an image, ni- a 90s comic from Image nowadays, they might be like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is killing my eyeballs. Yeah. So I think someone who's never read a comic, who's new to comics, if you give them that gateway artwork, that's painterly realistic but yeah. still good yeah um so yeah like I, I think i was going
1: to mention this when we were talking about preacher with
0: steve dylan yeah like
1: coming off of those image guys and mainstream superhero books i did shit. not I like, was like oh, oh i
0: I, is... I got through the first trade of preacher despite the art yeah i love and then i learned it. then i learned then it grew on me
1: yeah but he's perfect
0: right for that book and just yeah it grew on me to the point where someone years later uh, was bashing uh, his work on the Punisher, just saying he's like he's such a boring artist, and I actually defended him. And then I was yeah. like, oh, like five years ago, I was like, oh, this shit's boring too.
1: Yeah, it, it's yeah. weird. It's um, I don't know. It's
0: he's like one of those artist artist guys, you know? He's just a solid. well, He was just a solid storyteller. Just get the job done kind of guy. Like, he's never going to be, I don't know, like, I don't know if he would yeah, ever, it, I don't know if it, he'd it, ever be the draw on a book.
1: Yeah, I mean, as crazy as Preacher gets and We Make It Sound, it's really a talking heads book. Yeah, and a lot of that. Yeah, yeah and, and nobody did it better. Than,
0: than That's Bill. true, he might be one of the best talking heads guys, yeah. like, if there was a... An uh, issue of Ex Machina where he yeah. just talked to the printer. Anyway. Steve Dillon to pull that shit off. Um,
1: I do have uh, another genre entry. I have Crime. So I was. I've never read Criminal. I, I didn't really do any of the Brubaker stuff. I was going to do 100 Bullets. That's good. Um, it, I don't know. It's.
0: Uh, I'm it's a big, pretty intense. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the the plot it, of Hundred Yeah, it goes off on a lot
1: of tangents. Yeah. Um
0: But the basic, so, like the basic, like, let's Yeah, you know, let's so get actually
1: for my crime entry, I did uh, Batman Year One.
0: The Mazucelli? Yeah. Was Frank that Frank Miller? Miller? Yeah. Um it's got, Catwoman,
1: Catwoman's it, a prostitute. You wouldn't know it's connected to the DC universe at all. There's no super heroics, there's no mention of Superman, Metropolis. There's no super villains. It's just Batman learning to do his thing, and it, I, it's he's actually a sporty character in the book. It's, a, it's a Jim Gordon
0: story. Oh yeah, that's the one where he like, from cheats plane, on his but, wife. Yeah, with the, the, with the other really detective. bull, butch female detective, right? right? Essence, Essence. So, yeah. huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah.
1: That, that's my crime. Genre Mm -hmm. pick. Um, I think in part because it's just a really good street level sort of crime book and also because um, it is a Batman book. I think anybody interested in comics for whatever reason would be more inclined to pick up Batman
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, and it's one of those, even if you're a Batman fan, it's one of those where it elevates Batman, it's an elevated Batman story, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
1: it's totally, a, a, it's, right. it's a different animal from the rest of the stuff. I mean, it's not, Right. you know, Batman with his, uh, you know, science fiction base on Pluto, you
0: know. Right.
1: It's, uh, Is that a comic that I missed? Yeah, it? did you ever read, uh... Was it JLA classified with Grant Morrison, and no Guinness, or the. He had a base
0: on Pluto. JLA
1: or the Justice League disappears. Uh, Batman's the only one left, and so he had built uh, robotic sort of duplicates of all the league members and stored him S- them on a base on Pluto. Sounds very like So good he has to use. He hops in his bat flying saucer, and flies to wow. Pluto Why to just, retrieve them to fight Garage. Just borrow a mother box or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Batman. It can go so many ways. He works yeah. in everything, just in everything.
0: Yeah, he'd never have any downtime. Yeah,
1: I mean, in in the first arc of the new the new Superman Rebirth book, um, Superman uh, is fighting Eradicator on the moon. Eradicator's trying to get John because he's a
0: he's the he he's
1: the he's, he's, the new Superman. he's a mutt. He's not okay. pure Kryptonian. He's an
0: affront to... But Eradicator's still a cyborg, Kryptonian, right? Kryptonian right. uh, right. legacy and DNA. That's the cyborg so, Superman is Eradicator? No. Who the fuck's Eradicator?
1: Eradicator is um, uh, a Kryptonian program okay. that sort of stores okay. kinda history. Kind of like, kinda like Brainiac? DNA. Like, um, you remember in Man of Steel, the, the, the Codex MacGuffin in the
0: movie? Uh-huh.
1: That, that's sort of what Eradicator is.
0: Okay. Um, so, so does yeah. So it take on so, so, like a robotic form. How so Superman
1: is trying to save John uh, and uh, and Lois. So okay. he takes them to the moon. Okay. And uh, and Eradicator follows them there, and they're hiding out
0: in Batman's moon base. On Pluto? No, on the, oh, moon. on the moon. So he's got one on the moon Sorry. too. Sorry, you just said Batman the moon yeah. base. Yeah, um, I got it. Yeah,
1: but it, it makes. I mean, the Justice League watchtower is on the moon, right? But Batman also has his own separate moon base, right? And it just. Because it, he's always got to be. Different. It to be different. That the idea of that can live right next to. You know. You know, the Joker hatching some crazy, just violent, murderous terror plot in Gotham City. You know, him being, his parents being gunned down in front of him, you know, as a child. this Terribly sort of emotional, you know, street level, personal thing can live, you know, Unquestionably, right next to him having a base on the moon,
0: and it all works. Yeah, just I was going to bring up, I was going to bring up Batman does kind of can work in any scenario. Yeah, the the Batman Black and White anthologies are all short stories of crazy Batman shit, and they all work for the most part. Yeah, I don't. You can put that dude in any fucking situation, and it doesn't make sense if you put a dude in a bat costume on Uranus. It shouldn't make sense. You could pull that off.
1: Yeah, I mean... Batman in I don't rings. know. He's not a character as much as he is just a concept. Right. Anyway. Tangent.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, tangent. Like a jewel so going downstairs. Fiona Apple, <laughs> Fiona Apple or
1: something. My, uh... So my last entry was, um... You find, like, your last, like, is this it? This is it. This okay. is it. This is a separate category. So I wanted something that was an example. I mean, like, this
0: is in for the for, for no. show, right? We'll record yeah. on Monday. Okay. What? We're still hanging out on Monday and recording. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, you're like, this is yeah. final entry. No. For, yeah. I thought you were going to, like, kill me Done. after this. And then, yeah. Okay. So your, fi- your final choice.
1: Yeah. So something only comics can do. Something you're not going to find okay. on a movie
0: adaptation. All right. Or uh try to think if anything pops in my head here. You could talk; I'll sure. just ignore you. Um, I was gonna go with
1: Hellboy. Yeah, but that's easy. Yeah, something. Um, but there was a book that I had picked up, and when I going through it, you're like, "This, there's nothing can ever." Capture the imagination or the scale of this. Even, I mean, even with the way they make movies now, with everything being a fucking right, a glowy mess, CGI epic, right? Um, yeah. So I'm a hard boiled. Jeff Darrow and Frank Miller. Now, yeah, the the Frank Miller side of it, I think.
0: If it wasn't there... I've never read any hard-boiled.
1: If... If it was just Jeff Darrow drawing this thing off of just a plot... I don't even need the fucking word balloons because it's a pretty shitty story. But it's an oversized collection. And... The amount of work that Darrow can fit into every panel and every page, right. and the way he shows it to you, right? It, there's no, you can't
0: adapt that effectively into anything else. And no, the same if it wasn't comics, it would be like overly cluttered and overly done and too messy, I suppose. Oh, can I flip through it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually going to bring up, so... Okay, so speaking of Frank Miller and speaking of uh, detective fiction and shit like that. So, I mentioned earlier my wife. Like, she set foot into one comic book convention. She's like, that's it. I don't need to come in here anymore. She tried to read one comic. She she tried to read one comic. She's like, I don't need to read this anymore. She loves, not the newest one, not the second one, but she loves the first Sin City movie. She loves since She saw it long before we ever started dating. She loved it. She has no interest in reading any of the comics Even though I told her the movie is just the comics and they move. Stylistically, it's the same. Stylistically, they look very similar. So it's not like it's it's a leap. If you like the movie and you open the comic, you're be like, I don't understand the art in
1: here. That's an interesting sort of example. I mean, it's almost
0: word for word it's probably the same. Even maybe... To shot its, to, shot. To its detriment, it's the same. Like, I, mean, I watch Sin City, and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. It's also sort of this. Uh, it's good, but it's But It's like
1: the Watchmen movie, except in reverse. Like the Watchmen book is great, but the movie's unwatchable.
0: I don't mind. Now, I don't mind the movie.
1: I really like the Sin City movie. Yeah. I didn't see the second one.
0: Oh, but I you, only do have. Like, do you like Eva Green's boobs? <laughs> then you, you should, totally, you should nope. totally watch the second one. It's on Netflix. Um, but,
1: uh, I don't know. I could leave the Sin City books. Uh, I've never, I like the Sin City books. I, I guess, hashtag, unpopular opinions. Uh, I've never been a big fan of Frank Miller's art. That's okay. Um, It is something I think they're talking about challenging work again. I right. do think it requires work from you as a viewer. At least to Sin City stuff.
0: You gotta fill in a lot of gaps. Yeah. Right. Um, although I'm flipping through this hard boiled and this takes a lot of work. I mean, it, just you want to look at it, if you want to get everything out of it it's exhausting. Right. Um But in a good way, I think people might take this that we're bitching on great work. No. Just because something takes a lot of work doesn't mean it's not rewarding.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, there's a difference between, you know, um, I'm
0: trying to think. Loaded. Yeah.
1: And challenging.
0: I mean, I'm sure there's some comics work that everyone says is amazing that even to me who's been reading comics for 30 something years, it's too daunting to get it. Like, uh,. Like, I never read Scout, and I want to read Scout, but then I'm like, oh, shit, it's done now. Like, when am I going to have time to read 60-something yeah, yeah, issues I, of Scout?
1: I don't want to – I don't want this to be the Hate Frank Miller episode, <laughs> but I think I feel the same way about Dark Knight Returns.
0: Uh, Dark Knight Returns is amazing. Like,
1: I just, DK3. I, I can't – Yeah. Uh, I just don't care.
0: It's just, yeah, it's not, I don't know. Is it really unique enough? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The original Dark Knight, I think, so, yeah. Oh, so I guess if I said BK 3 I skipped Dark Knight 2. Right. Uh, I like Dark Knight 2, although it started yeah, to go a little yeah. sideways in there. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah. If something If something seems like it's going to be too much work and I'm not fully committed to it, I just won't even start it. That's just the, yeah, it's the way I approach everything, except, <laughs> except for my children, which I couldn't, can't, can't put those, obligated. yeah, can't put those back in the closet for 18 years, so, uh, or the uterus, right, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, even that I'm handing back, like, I flip through hard-boiled, but I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna borrow this, because if I borrow it, I'm gonna keep it for six months, and I might read it, I might not, but I appreciate it's how not amazing it reading. is, right, I appreciate how amazing it is, but, uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You can't get it anymore. Right. All right. We're, but we're, but I guess that's yeah. cheap
1: though. You can say that about a lot of books. If it's not just
0: yeah, I'm trying just, to think of something that's so fucking out there. If it's not just shit. But the problem is, if a comic, see, I'm kind of the opposite. If a comic is too out there and too like psychedelic and too uh, grandiose in its ideas and its execution, I don't know if I want it. Like, I don't want that kind of TV show. I don't want like. So so well, the TV I, show I, Legion was great. It was almost too much for me yeah. to deal with because I had to fill in too many gaps. I had to put too much work into it, and I don't have that kind of time. It was a great show. Yeah. So I feel that way about comics, too. Like, if it's – you know, I don't know. To me, comics, are saying, they can be told in multiple ways, most of them. I just prefer comics, if the art's good. Yeah. Well – isn't that the thing about true
1: art, though? Is that it's left up to your interpretation, so...
0: Yeah. The,
1: the viewer brings something different to everything.
0: Yeah, but some people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, those douchebags don't like this, and they don't like that. That's well, just... Probably true. It's probably true, but... <laughs> don't judge me for what I like and don't like. I like Rob Liefeld. Yeah. I don't like Cable having a bunny on his fucking hip. I want Cable with pads and bigger guns. He looks a little skinny to me. He looks a little anorexic.
1: Yeah, I was
0: i was thinking i wish they would have when i saw the picture i wish they would have bulked him up like cgi'd him up a little bit
1: wouldn't arnold have been
0: a good fit even now and yeah Yeah, so so the josh brolin face is perfect but then when they cut back he's got like that skinny like i don't know i have this theory and maybe it's because i'm fat but i have this theory is that when when grown men get older they should be a little bigger they shouldn't be that skinny Cause then it just looks like a giant head, like Benjamin Button's head. (laughs) And so that's what I thought when I saw that that cable was like, oh, this is perfect. But he needs to be wide. Like someone should lasso his body and widen it a little bit. John Cena or something. Yeah, I don't know John Cena. Fuck John Cena. Yeah, someone with John Cena's physique or The Rock's physique. Right. Right. That should be Cable. Disco I don't know to... what we're listening. Okay, so to. so uh, what what beer did you break out when you couldn't finish oh, your? i got uh, uh,
1: Lagunitas little something something ale. Yeah, that's pretty. I've had, I I
0: like all of Lagunitas. It's stuff. all right. Yeah, it's a little malty, right? Does it, it taste a little malty? Um, I like I would have sworn this was an IPA. Right. It's a little thick tasting, right? No,
1: not but, especially. All right. I mean, it's what is this? This is a 7.5. 5 Nothing to sneeze at. It's a little meatier than. Uh huh. little thing. We got a little massive attack going there in the background. Is that what this is? Yeah.
0: The theme from House. Oh, I didn't know they did the theme from House. Yeah. Uh, so what would you rate that then? We don't want. We don't have a new rating system, so we'll just go two through five. We'll, we'll ditch the 007 shit. All right. Um. We we do got to come up with something, but. Um, I don't want to hear what you think about my delicious. No, I've refilled my glass and... like four times. But they're tiny. It's like the babyest of glasses. I don't even know what this. It's almost like a snifter. I'm drinking out of here. Snifter? I don't know. Isn't that what they're called? No. What are they called? Like a tulip? Yeah. That's, it's, that's okay.
1: But that's, that's probably accurate. The snifter goes in the other direction. Oh. The, oh, it's like
0: a narrow wine glass. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's supposed to funnel, right?
0: So this looks like something. I, this is like something I would put a flower in for my wife. What I'm drinking out of looks like a vase. Yeah, it's a little bit. Um, um, but yeah, I've, yeah, I've, that's I've, like
1: a negative I've had to
0: i I've had. I've had, a, I've had several, and I like it. But so you didn't like you did? Did you not like it because it was spicy? Did you not like it because it was tomatoey? What did you not like about it? Yeah, I because it's
1: actually tomato-y. the perfect drink
0: because you cannot taste the alcohol at all.
1: No, you cannot. Yes. No, you
0: can't. Is it too so? It's too peppery, too spicy, um, too tomato? Yeah, I don't. Do you like tomato soup? I, you know, I like tomatoes.
1: Eh, I only really have it when my wife makes it, and uh, you don't have a real cheese. And, you in. You know, dip window cheese in there exactly. Yeah, don't okay. get shit in there. Um, I don't want to get my. new veggies right from a liquid from my my beverage my alcoholic beverage okay at that.
0: so if, if I just brought over a V8 you'd be chugging it no oh, okay no they, I imagine it tastes
1: the same without yeah. the
0: spiciness Not without the spiciness right yeah that's that's also horrible. okay because I'm looking at my glass and I got all this pepper built up on the side that I can't oh, wait to drink look at that god yeah um I don't so would you, I don't know what's happening okay so you're not a fan of Bloody Marys. I no. could have brought, brought over the other day. I was at brunch with my wife, and there's this place in Flagstaff that serves two dollar mimosas. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. Yeah. I don't like uh, I don't like uh, necessarily orange juice without alcohol. I don't like screwdrivers. I don't like uh, so, I, and I also didn't want to get heartburn from the orange juice. So they they also offer cranberry juice and champagne. And They called it a red rose, which I felt embarrassing ordering. You're
1: not going to get a heartburn from the tomato juice. Oh, I am, tobacco? but this is a
0: special occasion. I don't normally drink. I don't normally drink no, this. No. Uh, so I was drinking red rose, is what the the cafe calls it, and I it's so embarrassing to order that. But then again, I'm a, a enlightened man. I, you know, my, my ex wife's <laughs> gay. I'm, I know. I'm on whatever. It's fine. It's fine. That is actually after the first one. The first one was a little like, oh, this just tastes like a shitty white wine. But after this. Second and third uh, champagne and cranberry juice. Shit's on point. So I could have brought that, but you didn't like that either, so I thought I would go with traditional. No, you. it was
1: fine. I liked...
0: We tried. The, I tried. You did. I, Not only did I, I try, no, I drove that, it 200 miles.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, so...
0: In a cold where
1: We're recording. We started in the a.m. hours, so it was sort of going to be a brunchy sort right. of thing. Um, I had we mentioned that I, I think, think I did mention in that in
0: some context. I think I mentioned that at the beginning. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate the effort. No, I hope um, so. I cooked up all that bacon, which I ate. I chopped up that stuff. Right. I bought the. Usually, I, um, it took me 17 hours to make the mix. Straight, you couldn't sleep. You have to stir I, it for 17 straight hours. <laughs> Yeah, it's the thought that counts. Right. Okay, so that's, we're not even going to rate that as your drink of the day. Because you would rate it as a one. Yeah, it's like a negative 42. Okay, all right. all right. So it's worse than your cucumber sour beer? Or your raspberries? What was that beer? Yeah. Here? Oh, it's yeah, worse than the it crush?
1: Raspberry. Yeah, that was all terrible.
0: Right. Okay, so how's your little something-something? Uh, It's okay. It's average.
1: IPA. I can't pick any of these things apart. You give um, it
0: like a three? Sure. You said it's average. You're gonna round up or round down? Uh, average being two and a half. Yeah, but we don't give halves. No, we don't give halves. Maybe we should start giving halves, but then that's more work for me. So we'll just. So what? What was a, th- a three? Was you would buy it again. A two was you would drink it if someone bought it for you. So would you write? So yeah, let's go with two. I would not purchase this. I would not buy a, a six bottles of this. Okay, so then a four in our thing is something you routinely would drink, and then a five is something you would preach about. So three yes. is something you would purchase again, and another – so you wouldn't even put one of those in a build-your-own six-pack again? No. Okay, so it's got to be a two. No, I'll two. Okay, I'm not a big Bloody Mary drinker. My wife is well, – you know, when we're out and about – it's not something we make at home, but if you're out on a Sunday morning, you get a Bloody Mary or whatever. Um, I like it. I'm going to – I feel like I give everything a – four but I'm gonna give it I mean I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna give it three I occasionally will have Bloody Marys I don't seek them out I don't normally have them if we were if we had any thought of starting this because originally we were gonna start this like before 11 I said I was gonna be here before 11 so then I'm like oh that's still morning after 11 not really morning anymore so had we started this pod had I know we we're gonna start the podcast at like 11 30 I would have just brought a beer uh, so I'll give it a three and I don't remember what kind of mix this is. I should I should text my kid and tell him to dig it out of the trash, because this is a good mix. Whatever this mix is, it's good and it spicy. You don't have to add anything to it. It doesn't matter. Okay, anything else, dude? I don't think okay. so. All right. Um, um,
1: no, I think
0: last week. Did we record last week? Yeah, we did the... Um, we are the worst. We did record last week because I just put okay. it up the other day. Oh, that's
1: right. Studio thing. Studio thing, yeah.
0: Studio thing. And I'm in your studio today.
1: That's, yeah. Look at that. I don't like that word, by the way. Studio. And I was going to
0: say. I don't like you. it either. I, I say office whenever I tell people. Like, the lady who's cutting my hair, she's like, oh, so you work from home? That must be hard. And I said, yeah. no, I work in an office. Yeah. I didn't say I work I say in a studio. Right. When I talk about it, I say office. Studio sounds pretentious. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think of myself as an artist. No, I was I was telling my wife today on the drive down. I was saying I was talking about another person, and I was saying like that sounds pretentious. And I'm like, well, maybe I just think anyone who anyone who loves what they're doing and feels like what they're doing is special sounds pretentious. Because I kind of feel like everyone should just be a little more like Midwestern, a little more like. Eh. I guess. I mean, I. So when, some whenever I see someone posts like, check out word. my art. Whenever someone says, check out my art, to me. Even that phrase is pretentious. What? Art? Check, Check out my out art? My, my art. Like, like, I guess I don't consider what I do art.
1: Yeah, no. But I, when people it, ask it, me
0: what I do, I say I'm an artist. If but, I were going to be, if I were telling somebody to
1: do that, I would say my work. I yes. I would
0: say art. Right. Yes. Yeah, so when a stranger asked me what I do, yeah, I've finally come around to saying comic book artist, but I used to just say illustrator.
1: No, I say that now. Speaking of. Haircuts. Whenever I go to get a haircut, the lady inevitably asks me, "Right, you know, you know what are you doing today?" And I'm like, "Oh, I have to be at work after this." Oh, what do you do for work? I'm an illustrator, is what I say. Oh, okay. I don't say artist. You don't say comic artist.
0: I, no, draw, then, I draw But
1: then they ask, well, "What? Right. Oh, what? What do you do? What kind of well, illustrator?" The, the, and then I say, "Right, I draw comics."
0: Well, the lovely Sarah at Supercuts at um, I want to say it's Marketplace and. Yeah. Ray? Not Ray. Pecos. No. Shit. It's terrible. This terrible radio. What are you talking about? It's got about? a weird name. It's got a weird long name. One of your streets around here. Oh. Yeah. It's by like a Five Guys and uh, it's next to a dentist office. Maybe your kid's dentist office. Five uh, Guys. Is there Supercuts next to where you take your kids to the dentist? There's dentist over here. I go to the Supercuts right over here next to Target. Okay, so right, I, I, I went to one four miles away. Okay. So I was at Market know, Market Street and something else. Is, yeah, that's over by Santana Mall. Yeah, over by Santana okay. Mall. Supercuts at Santana Mall. Yeah, Sarah. Off the 202. Had half of her head shaved and the other half was dyed green. Great. And she looked like the kind of hairdresser I could say I'm a comic book artist to. And she was very, very, very nice when I told her I was. She was very. She was very nice. Well, she was just like really into it and wanted to talk about it. Ask me about ask me about Phoenix Comic Con, right? Like some of them, you can't say that. Like if my hairdresser had been wearing like a muumuu and you know had been like sixty, I would not have said I was a combo <laughs> guards. I would have said I'm an illustrator, or I would have lied about what I did. Uh, but this this girl, I feel like I could have been honest with, and she appreciated it. That's what I'm saying. Go see Sarah at Santa Anne Super cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Next to a dentist office. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, follow us on Twitter, at TIG underscore show, at Ryan Cody, at Scotty God. All the past episodes are available on TIGshow.com. If you enjoy the show, send us some money. Buy the guys around the link. Um, we I just dropped off some beer today to Scott, so in a couple episodes mm. we'll tackle that. And then there's another dude who sent an email. He's sending us beer this week, so Ooh. you're going to get a package Holy of beer. shit. We'll be drinking what people send us, which is always great, so send us beer. We'll end up doing it at like, Panera's or something. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it at, like, a Subway. (laughs) Eating the $5 (laughs) footlongs.